excited that you have chosen to be with me today as we continue our study in God's Word. And we, we started last week talking about two levels of living. We can live on the lower level of the flesh, which the Bible calls the flesh, which we, we said the Bible is talking about uh, under our own control, self-control instead of God-control, living to please ourselves, <clears throat> to suit ourselves, to dis- fit the desires of ourselves. Or we can live on the high road, high level, of the Holy Spirit, asking God through his spirit who lives within us once we trust Christ to guide us and lead us. And uh, we want to talk about, we talked about how the result of that kind of living, that high level of living with the Holy Spirit in control produces love and joy. And today we want to continue to talk about how that produces peace. And I want us to really focus in on that this week because I don't think a lot of people in our present world have inner peace that, that, and satisfaction. They're, they're always looking for something to meet their needs, to satisfy the deeper hunger of their hearts. And, and nobody has peace every moment of every day, but how can we have this peace? And uh, what would you say is the opposite of inner peace? Would it be turmoil? Would it be frustration? Would it be anxiety? Would it be tension? Would it be pressure? I think I know the opposite of peace. And when I mention it, you're going to be surprised because the opposite of peace is not, it is all those things I mentioned, but there's more of a root reason for that. And when I tell you, you'll probably say, well, that's what I'd expect a preacher to say. But what I'm going to say is simply this, the opposite of peace is usually unconfessed sin. The Bible says fools make a mock of sin, but God doesn't. And when there's anything in us, and see, if we have anxiety, that's sin because we're not trusting God. If, we have, if we're frustrated, that's sin because we're not letting God satisfy our inner need. And if, if we are fearing and fearful, then we're not trusting God, and that's sin. So there's some type of something that's a barrier between us and God. Sin separates us from God and the things that God wants us to have. And God wants us to have this inner peace. Carl Menninger, who founded the famous Menninger Clinic for people who have psychological needs, and most of us do, said 75% of the people in his hospital could be dismissed if they would face their sins, receive forgiveness, and be willing to give forgiveness. Dr. David Belgeman, uh, commenting on that, said people are punishing themselves with their illness and their physical symptoms, and, and breakdowns may be their involuntary confessions of guilt. See, sin brings guilt, and guilt brings all these other things. And even as a believer in Christ... We want to have that daily peace. The Bible says that passes understanding. And it's, it's possible that we can have that on a day-by-day basis if we will keep our sins confessed up to date. And so when we sin and know it, just say, Lord, I sinned, I admit it, I confess it, forgive me. And he will, and we can move on with him, whatever the sin, tiny, small, big, large, whatever. And uh, so... Maybe that's what we need to talk about a little bit today. H- have you ever faced up to the fact personally that you are a sinner 
and that you need a Savior and a Lord who can forgive you your sins and cleanse you of all your unrighteousness. And until you do that, of course, you would never have that peace. I remember the day that I gave my life to Christ as a boy. Tremendous peace was one of the things that happened to me. Turmoil was gone. Fighting against God was gone. The war was over. We were at peace. I had submitted to him. Romans 5.1 says, Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But maybe as a believer, it's that we have a, something in our lives that we have not brought to God, not confessed to God, not gotten right with God. Maybe, maybe it's a, a relationship problem. You have a broken, fractured, ruptured relationship with someone, your parents, your ex-spouse, your present spouse, your friend, your brother, your sister, your child. Well, it's not worth it to be wrong with someone else because that makes us wrong with God. Now, if it's a forgiveness problem, someone has hurt you and you just can't forgive them and there's anger and resentment there, then it's, it's important to deal with it. Many of us males particularly have resentment against our fathers because they were maybe not very good fathers and maybe they hurt us. But we must forgive all those people from our past who brought difficulty into our lives. The Bible says get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. So if you're holding something in your heart against someone, bring it to God. You're not letting them off the hook. That's God's problem. It's not your problem to, to get vengeance against them. What they did against you may have been extremely serious, but you can't, you can't deal with them. You have to deal with you. And forgiveness is the best thing you can do for you. And as you forgive, then God can truly forgive you. Also, uh, we have to deal with this problem God's way. Dr. David Siemens, in his book, Healing for Damaged Emotion, says, many, many years ago, I was driven to the conclusion that the two major causes of most emotional problems among, among evangelical Christians are these, the failure to understand and receive God's grace and the failure to give out that unconditional love, forgiveness, and grace to other people. Have you received God's forgiveness, his grace for your sin? Many of us believe grace and forgiveness, we say, but we don't practice it daily. We don't receive it daily. We sing about it. We preach about it. We talk about it. But it's got to penetrate the level of our lives where we live life. That sin you committed, those, those times you were so far from God, you need to ask him to forgive you and believe that he has. Uh, I heard about a young preacher who was about to lose his church because he was so angry, especially with his own family. And the truth was that many years before, he had been unfaithful to his wife when he was in military service and in a foreign country. And... He had, he had never received, he had asked God to forgive him a lot of times, but he never really received that forgiveness. And so that haunted him, and that produced an anger and a resentment and a bitterness that he took out on the people that he loved when he really brought that to the Lord and 
asked God's forgiveness and received God's forgiveness, it changed his life. It made a real difference. And we're going to pick that up tomorrow and talk about it some more. But right today and right now, if there's someone you need to forgive, it's for your good and for your life and for your joy and your peace that you do it. So bring it to the Lord and forgive. God bless you. Have a great day.